This is the happy hour. You guys going to happy hour? Live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Yeah, I'll make it. I'll come for a couple. Here are your hosts, Nick Sainert. I want to know what it's like to commit a crime without having to spend time in jail. And Enrique Alvarez Cleary. C is for chunk. <laughs> Brought to you by Empire Fence and Netting on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Good afternoon. Welcome in. Happy Thursday. This is the happy hour, 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Nick Sainert and Enrique alvarez Clary with you. Rico, what's up? Hello. How are we doing? Going fantastic. How are you doing? Not too shabby. Can't complain. Just you, chugging along. You missed KJ this morning. That's what I heard. I, I'm. You didn't tell me that KJ was coming in this morning. What time was KJ here? Uh, I got in here at like 8. 05, something like that. It was just real quick. And you got I, in here yeah. at 8.05? Yeah. Well, I brought, so I, I took him to the doctor. Yeah, okay. But I brought him when in. I, when I popped the stream on at like 9, it, you were yeah, not I here. Yeah, I did, because I came in here. You That's know, when I texted cause, you. Because KJ had been a while since KJ uh, saw everybody here, so I brought him here. Yep. Saw everybody, and then I dipped out, took him to his doctor's appointment. How was the doctor's appointment? Went good. Went good. good. He's good. He's a healthy He's a healthy baby. How big are we? Uh, I don't remember what he weighed. Really, he's a decent size. He's good size. He's, he's good size. He's good size. All right, are we? That's all they said. How old is he? Two. He one. will be one. One. Um, the thirtieth of this month. Okay, has it gone quick? It has. It, it's been a year already with Katie. A year already. That's right. Because I remember right after we started doing the show, I had to. I you had to leave. lift. You or you left because you had a kid being born. Left. Left for a week. That's KJ right. I forgot about that. Yep. It's like welcome to the happy hour. Rico's gone. That's right. I forgot about that. 402-464-5685, the Honda Lincoln Hotline, the Sarder Heyman text line. Both those open for you guys the entire show today, um, as well as the Sarder Heyman Jewelers video stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. You can always follow me and Rico on Twitter, Nick underscore Sainer, and at Radio Rico AC. Do it. Rubber Duck from LinkedIn with an important question. Is he bigger than a loaf of bread? Yes. Okay. There's your takeaway, Rubber Duck. There you go. Rubber duck he from has LinkedIn. more teeth than a loaf of bread as well. Really? Is he da- when do pe- when do when do babies teeth? I it different. Different differentiates. Some babies are born with teeth. That there's something freaky about it's that. It's terrifying. I'm sorry if you were a baby born with a teeth or, or with teeth or uh, if you have a baby that was born with teeth, but that's a little freaky. He is currently at four, I'm not ready for that. seven teeth. Seven teeth. Seven teeth. <laughs> Gus asks, "Who's taller?" Me. Still. You still got to be. Come on. Don't be rude. I was he'll, thinking be, he'll be taller than me, though. Age 10, he'll be taller than you? Uh, age 12? I give, I give him, like, 13. Okay. He's a teenager, probably. A teenager. Just got to... Ellie might be, too. and She's growing like a woman. Really? She's tall. I haven't seen your kids in a long time, Rico. It's been a while. Because when you and I went to dinner with, well, you, me, and Rachel, yep. right, went to dinner, they were not there. Nope. They and were that was the big reason why we were able to go to dinner and yep. hang out was because they were not part of it. They were so. with Grandpa and Grandma. That's right. All right, 402-464-5685, Honda Lincoln Hotline, the Starter Heyman text line, both those open for you guys this afternoon. couple things I want to get to. Obviously, Brian Applewhite, Barrett Rood, and Bill Bush talked to the media today. There was a lot of interesting nuggets from both Bill Bush and Brian Applewhite, so I want to get to a lot of those. 
And then here in the first segment, though, let's talk a little Deshaun Watson. All right, we got to approach. Okay. We got to approach this with caution. Okay. But the NFL announced that they are appealing Deshaun Watson's suspension. Right then, it was released that they are seeking an indefinite suspension of Deshaun Watson, or minimum a year. Yes. So, are we? Where do we stand on all this, Rico? Good on you, NFL. Oh, that's how ha- I feel too. Good on you for finally having a backbone. So uh, it's kind of interesting. So Mark and I were talking yesterday, and Mark sent me the thre- uh, this Twitter thread that was really interesting, really in depth, very long but in depth, and it basically talked about how the something that could the, the NFLPA, the Players Association, could end up suing the NFL because they're not accepting this verdict. This this suspension of six games or mm-hmm. yeah six games right yes yeah. six games that Deshaun Watson was originally handed right and the NFLPA could sue them and the NFL's suspension likelihood or po- probability good de- decreases because of the inconsistencies of the NFL suspending guys in years past yep it's mine like you want an example of Decisions that are being made today can affect decisions being made or the outcomes of of something as important as this, I suppose. Ten years down the road, it's happening right now. The, the idea that they suspended Calvin Ridley for a year with just betting on, on his own team. Mm-hmm. Betting for that's his the team problem. to win. The idea that they indefinitely, or not indefinitely, uh, all the all the suspensions with Josh Gordon for PEDs and all the suspensions for Randy Gregory with, with marijuana, like, all those are coming back. The Ray Rice thing, all those, the inconsistencies. I think Ray Rice was suspended, like, three games. Yeah, and so it was, it, was, it was two games before the video. But all these inconsistencies are coming back to kill the NFL. They're coming back to kill the NFL. Yeah. And now you're sitting here like, well, what's going to happen? Because the NFL, number one, could get sued, and the NFLPA, if they choose to sue them, they can. Number two, th- how how likelihood is it that they have a suspension of a year or more even? Now, I understand the NFL Players Association is supposed to stick by the players, and that's you know that's their main focus, obviously. But at the same time, do you if you're the NFLPA president, whoever it is, yeah. Do you want to be the one sticking up for Deshaun Watson in this career? I understand he's a player. That's I understand he's a player, and it's part of your job. But do you want to be the ones in his corner with this situation? That's a deep corner, or that not deep deep corner. That's a deep discussion or question. It's hard. I understand wanting to stand up for the players and wanting to get the best for the players, and and you know standing up to the NFL saying, look, if you're gonna if you want to suspend him for longer, you need to figure out your suspension plan. And if that's kind of their idea is to use this as a springboard into getting maybe some parameters set in place for suspensions for for certain things for the future. I understand that, but at the same time, again, you have to look at what Deshaun Watson is 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 getting in trouble for and kind of think about it for a little bit longer and say, do we want to back it? Do we want to be in his corner for this situation? And of all the situations to take, is this the thing that we want to back somebody up for? Because if, if the NFL appeals, if the NFLPA sues them, or the NFL did appeal, if the NFLPA sues them in order to, you know, avoid this appeal and keep it at six games, if they win that, then it's, oh, the NFLPA is protecting, 
you know, a accused sexual predator. Mm -hmm. Accused. That that word is is important. That that is important here, yeah. And, and the fact that he was not found guilty and and all the civil case like well and the the, the fact that that's all, that's all important that that fact has dropped however you have to take into like you have to also take into account how many the number involved this is like this is i i, I saw a video yesterday that was like it's bad enough to have one but now to have 23 or 24 or whatever the number is right and there's got to be some once again, this is where the NFL... Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you're fine. But this is where the NFL has actually hurt themselves by decisions they've made in the past is because they haven't set a structure or parameters, as Rico said earlier, to keep things consistent, right? Where in, in other situations, it could be like, you know, the more weed you get caught with or the more marijuana you get caught with, the longer the suspension, or DeAndre Hopkins like things like suspended that. six games for trace amounts of PEDs found in it, his urine. But then, see, but then it's like, however, whatever, however, however much Randy Gregory had, he got his hurt. Was, he, like there, there's, there's his different was situations. He kept failing drug tests. That's true. Like people keep bringing up Randy Gregory, he kept failing the drug tests even after the first initial suspension was a couple of games, whatever. Then he he kept going and, and smoking again. Like, he probably did the Ricky Williams thing yeah. where Ricky said, I smoked so much I forgot I wasn't supposed to smoke. Like, and I'm not, you know, I'm not, you know, calling him a bad person. But look, dude, they told you you can't do this. At Stop some doing point, there it. has to be accountability, right? Can, yeah. can, it has to go back to the accountability part. And that's where my biggest thing in all of this is, and I know this is a very – very delicate and touchy subject. And I do want to hear your guys' thoughts. 402-464-5685, the Honda Lincoln Hotline, the Sarder Heyman text line. If you guys want to add to the conversation, feel free to call in. Feel free to text in as well. And I guess this is where the toughest part for me all lies. And with a lot of situations, both the Brittany Griner situation and the Deshaun Watson situation, like despite how much money they're getting paid, despite their status or their social status, whatever, despite them being a, a, a celebrity through athle- athletics or whatever, there's got to be some amount of accountability held. Yes. Like, that. that's – that's. I just feel like accountability across the board. And, like, six games, I, I understand it's it's all subjective in your personal opinion on how, how much Deshaun Watson should get suspended. But when you talk about the inconsistencies of the NFL and you look around and Tyreek Hill – did even did Tyreek get suspended for what he did? I don't think he did. No. Tyreek Hill got didn't get suspended. I think suspended. he was going to. He, they appealed um, it, and then he didn't get yeah. a suspension. And, and so, like, Ray Rice. He might have missed a game. So, Ray Rice only got suspended two games. Obviously, his career's done now. And the video came out. Um, yeah, exactly. And, like, Joe Mixon had his troubles at Oklahoma and things like that. Like, there's there's been. He just got he got kicked off the team at Oklahoma, yeah. still got drafted. Exactly. So, like, there's, there's track records of the NFL, once again, being inconsistent. And now you're sitting here like, all right, yeah, six games, it feels like a slap on the wrist, and it very well could be. But as sad as it is to say, it lines up to exactly what the NFL has done in the past, right? And and now, and like, as as painful as it is to say. And uh, now it's like, it could be literally too late for the NFL to try and reverse course or change how they want to handle these things because of the once again the decisions that they made 10 years ago yeah and i mean there's you know we've had a couple people in the on the text line say that the nfl is only doing this to save face because social media saw the six games and the nfl was probably okay with it and and the social outcry on social media has been so loud that yeah. the nfl's like look apparently people didn't like this or people didn't agree with this maybe we should do something and you know other people telling you know 
the NFLPA, it's like a defense attorney where you have even if you're client is guilty you still have to do your best to defend them mm-hmm. uh and then somebody else texts into saying that they work in a union and sometimes the union can can decide not to like it's just there's so many different gears and levels and all kinds of things to this where <laughs> I, I just don't know where to go with it where if you're the nflpa do you want to defend him are you supposed to defend him should you defend him if you're the nfl like do you really want to get into this legal battle with the NFLPA or should you just leave it as at the six games since, I mean, you haven't done anything for anybody else really, or you've been so inconsistent with your suspensions or whatever for the longest time, where is this really the battle you want to face? Or is this battle you want to have? It's, it's just a mess. But another thing that I find so weird about it is the Browns coming out with a statement after the six game suspension was handed down saying how remorseful, um, Deshaun Watson has been for everything that has happened and for the, for the victims or, you know, the alleged victims and all of this. And, and then it just keeps coming out that Deshaun is not remorseful. Mm -hmm. He just keeps saying, I didn't do it. I, I, this, that's not showing remorse. Yeah. That's, that's denying any wrongdoing. Yeah. I, 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 yes, yes, you're right. Um, another kind of twist to this also is the NFL can file or Deshaun Watson, I suppose, could file what something called an injunction as well, which basically suspends um, federal court stuff, things like that, and Deshaun would either be able to play or not to play. Depends depends on who files the injunction, right? If it's Deshaun Watson's party, then he gets to play because mm-hmm. he'd suspend, you know, while they're appealing it, or if it's the NFL, then they would not be able to play while these things are going on. So it's it's this whole thing. It, it just goes back and forth, and there's a lot of legal terminology and documents involved in this and it's it's quite confusing in all honesty um i I, i'm just curious like it's it's finally come back to hurt the nfl now because of their inconsistencies in the past and that's why i wanted to talk about this mainly is put personal feelings aside you're starting to see how decisions that the nfl has made over the last 10 years with a countless number of athletes josh gordon kareem hunt ray rice um grandy gregory and others how those decisions in the past are now hurting them today mm-hmm. and just the evolution of that. So it's kind of kind of fascinating if you truly think about it. If you would just have some bylaws and some some structure some structure to to your suspensions and if you do this this is how many games you get suspended for. If you yeah. do this this is how many games you 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 will miss out on. Like if they just had something like that, they could avoid all of this. Yeah, like once again, I, I I'm just all for accountability. And, and uh, even you don't even have to have a you know this is the maximum you could just have a minimum yeah like if you if you smoke weed and you get caught you it's four you will, games you will get suspended at minimum four games yeah if you do something else you'll get suspended minimum half a season like mm-hmm. just yeah. have the minimum and then just go up from there yeah I'm with you all right let's go ahead and take an early time out here when we come back we'll dive into some of Bill Bush's comments that he he spoke to the media today a lot of interesting nuggets I asked him about how the guys have responded having an invitation-only type of, of special teams unit. Because that was something that he told me and Vershawn um, a couple weeks ago when he was in the studio, is that punt team and, and kick team is, is invitation-only. You don't just get to play those so or, or be a part of that. Mm-hmm. So I, I asked him today about how he feels like the guys have responded to 
having an invitation-only squad for special teams. And a couple other things Brian Applewhite talked about running backs, so we'll dive into Nebraska football here in a couple minutes. You're listening to the Happy Hour, 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Follow Nick and Enrique on Twitter at Nick underscore Sainert and at Radio Rico AC. More of Happy Hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.